Welcome to Data Science at Home, the podcast about data science for small companies and large enterprises. Data Science at Home is a show where we tell you the skills you need and the tools you can build at home. We are supported by World of Piggy, thinking human world in mathematical terms. Visit worldofpiggy.com or Twitter at World of Piggy. In this episode, we are going to speak about uh, predictions. Now, everybody runs predictions. Running predictions, making estimates is, is a very fun job. Uh, and uh, sometimes uh, it's very impressive that some predictions are really uh, correct after a couple of years or even, even more. Um, some other times, uh, many of these predictions fail and nobody uh, talks about them anymore. The predictions of today are some predictions that I was reading about um, and they are made by um, data science experts, uh, some of the most renowned names in the data science world today. And it basically uh, they uh, tried to answer uh, a fundamental question that is what is the future of data science and uh, what are the trends? Well, the trends are something that we can see already, but what will be, uh, what the trends will be in the future? And um, one specific question these people want to answer is what's going to happen in 2016? Now, the questions are, will machines become smarter than man or what technology will dominate data science, uh, etc. Those are all questions that, uh, of course, are fundamental questions for, for data scientists and it would be indeed very interesting to, to answer to. Of course, predicting the future is, is, is always a hard task. But answering a question uh, about data science from the point of view of data scientists themselves is, uh, I think, more reliable than, uh, say, uh, predicting the, the, the economy uh, in, in the next 30 years. So uh, I was quite interested in, the, uh, in what Kirk Bourne uh, was replying to this question. Uh, Kirk Bourne is, in my opinion, one of the main... Uh, one of the the most renowned data scientists uh, in the arena uh, today is principal data scientist uh, scientist at uh, Booz Allen Hamilton and founder of a, a very nice portal about data science uh, that is rocketdatascience.org and he said something that i uh, personally uh, find myself into that is in 2016 the world of big data will focus more on smart data regardless of size Today, uh, people talk more and more about big data and big data analytics, and um, they think that the, the complexity of a big data algorithm uh, comes from the size of the data, which is uh, indeed true, but not always. Uh, there are... Um, I mean, big data, the, the big data problem uh, can find a solution in, in, in big hardware and in complex infrastructure uh, and in, for instance, uh, parallel computation or distributed computing, etc. So it's not just the size that is making big data a big problem. Uh, and this is where uh, I, I meet the opinion of Kirkborn. It's, it's, um, it's the complexity of the data, that is uh, how data are connected uh, with each other or how data sources are connected with each other. So there is a, a, 
a fundamental question that regards more smart data rather than big data. So smart data are, in, in his opinion, wide data, that is, that is, uh, there is a high variety of data, not necessarily with high volume, and data become smart when they are, uh, they have a, a future, a feature rich content and context. So, uh, the same data in another context can, uh, carry a different type of information with more or less value. And, um, and therefore, uh, it gives a different, uh, uh footprinting to the, uh, to the algorithm. Um, and I totally agree with that. Uh, so, Smart data is, uh, is, is the future. It's not a matter of how much data, but how connected data is. What I'm experiencing is that after data explosion and data analytics tool, uh, have been already developed, there is still a, a problem of data organization. So the problem of big data, uh, as I said before, is not just the size, but is how uh, organizations, for instance, are dealing with this size. And for instance, I find many companies still struggling in how they organize their data, in how they connect uh, this data across their organization, and uh, how they make data and results of analysis ready to final users, regardless of the analytic tool. In my opinion, the set of analytic tools that these people need uh, is quite mature. Uh, today, we have uh, a large literature in, in machine learning, in data mining, and, and deep learning, and all these fancy technologies that allow us to uh, handle and to extract knowledge from raw data. And there is a lot of experience out there that if you're going to start from scratch today, you're going to solve fundamental problems in a matter of hours because because of the huge literature that you have at your disposal. So the problem is not how you solve a specific analytic uh, analytic problem, but is how you deal um, with the size, how you organize your data, how do you store your data, and stuff like that. Especially, uh, this is even more so when there are organizations in which data is doomed to explode. Think about uh, uh, companies that deal with uh, with um, uh, logs and and uh, gigabyte of logs that gets generated by transactions or or whatever uh, business operation per day. Another important uh, opinion is by Gregory Piatecki, uh, president of KD Nuggets, uh, which is one of uh, uh, the best, in my opinion, portals of uh, big data and data analytics technology um, on the web. Uh, he said that 2016 will be the year of deep learning. It will move from experimental to deployed technology in image recognition, language understanding, and exceed uh, human performance in many areas. That's, I mean, this is not just a prediction. I think this is quite real uh, and uh, this is kind of easy to predict because there has been a lot of improvement in the deep learning arena, starting from Google and Facebook and uh, also all the other uh, minor uh, research groups uh, who are indeed uh, bringing a, an impressive amount of, of technical reports and papers and, and findings about uh, this, uh, this amazing technology uh, that is deep learning. 
Uh, of course, it will move from uh, experimental to deployed technology in image recognition. Uh, but indeed, I would see it more opening the doors to language understanding. The main contribution of deep learning uh, will not only be actually will not be on on images, uh, but it will be on language understanding and whatever is related to language. So the the so-called NLP, which stands for Natural Language Processing, uh, will be revisited uh, in light of deep learning. That's what is already happening with, uh, for instance, uh, vectors and uh, paragraph vectors. It's a technology created at at Google uh, in which they are basically converting uh, text paragraphs in a numeric vector uh, uh, vectors and then compare and run off-the-shelf uh, uh, machine learning algorithms on numerical vectors. So from there on, uh, everything stays, stays the same. All the machine learning uh, equipments and all the machine learning algorithms that we knew before and we knew they were working on numerical vectors, they will still be working on numerical vectors after a paragraph a text paragraph has been converted into a, into a vector and this is basically what deep learning is uh, is uh, is bringing uh, the possibility to uh, analyze a language and text as a number or a bunch of numbers so uh, yes i i also uh, find myself in this in this prediction Paul uh, Zikopoulos, VP of uh, Analytics at IBM, he said that uh, I would say data science for the masses is one and the other is more disruption with open source technologies to the point that no one knows what Hadoop means anymore and more projects we never heard of trying to flatten the time to data science. Well, I don't really uh, understand its, its position here, but I find that data science uh, indeed is is becoming more and more for the masses. And uh, I can see this myself with the number of, for instance, job opportunities, a number of data scientists today that we, we have to compete with, and how data science, how common data science is becoming, uh, even at the point that uh, people are getting confused with uh, with who we are. For instance, I, I've read of, of a number of uh, of uh, distinctions that they make between data business people, data creatives, data developers, data researchers, and and data scientists is just uh, uh, the fifth, if not more, uh, definition of uh, a person who he is dealing with data. Um, so there is a lot of confusion, uh, that's for sure. There is a lot of overlapping. That's also sure. People who the people who develop with data are sometimes doing the work of of data researchers, uh, who are sometimes doing the work of data creatives. So I don't really see a neat line between uh, each of these categories. And this is uh, the sign that the the phenomenon is expanding at a very fast pace that. Uh, people can't uh, really uh, grasp uh, the fundamental concepts of what data science is. What I'm uh, experiencing is that, as I said before, uh, there are a lot of tools that have been developed for uh, analyzing data and uh, cleaning data and uh, making data ready for uh, analysis. And many of these tools are available and are accessible to the mass. So that's the that's a trend that is novel in my opinion it's 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 
It's something that we didn't see before. So far, we have seen uh, people uh, starting uh, designing an algorithm from scratch, if almost from scratch, and uh, and uh, then following the uh, traditional uh, software engineering life cycle of of, a, of an application of a program, from development to to deployment. So today we don't see that anymore. Today we see that there is a bunch of data and there are some blocks there. Uh, each of these blocks is a function, for instance, for data wrangling. Another is a computing a summary statistics and uh, another to build a, to, to select a, a subset of, 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 of variables, of important variables related to a specific outcome. Another block that builds a decision tree, for instance. So uh, people, who are in charge of extracting knowledge from data, they are really not thinking about uh, starting an analytic engine from scratch, but they are more thinking of putting together these blocks, like in a puzzle, and uh, building pipelines in uh, with 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 the mouse, drag and drop, or drag and dropping blocks uh, on the screen. And this is uh, basically what uh, is happening, for instance, after uh, TensorFlow was released. But it was already happening before. TensorFlow is a, an engine that allows you, an analytic engine that allows you to build deep learning uh, neural networks or, or other algorithms by uh, assembling together basic blocks of, of algorithms. And therefore, you don't really need to uh, have a so-called expert data scientist uh, at home uh, to to develop such a thing. You you just need a person who who is quite familiar with uh, uh, with uh, machine learning concepts um, and that who tries uh, things. So, in that sense, data science is becoming very popular and accessible to folks who are uh, who cannot be defined as data scientists so this is this is quite a trend now and i am afraid that this will be the trend of uh, 2016 if not more this concept is um, supported by uh, alex salkever a writer for rww and uh, head of marketing at silk who actually summarizes this concept in in a in a beautiful paragraph in which it says open data finally starts to get much better it's no longer enough to publish a data dump of info and expect the public to sift through it from company transparency reports to government spending to crime stats in 2016 we will rapidly move beyond crude data dump open data to more sophisticated efforts that let the public actually use open data without requiring semi-advanced analytical or code skills so that's basically the answer and uh, this, how they support this this trend that people are do not need are not required to have super advanced analytical skills or code skills actually code skills are less and less required for for data scientist positions uh, just because there are a lot of tools already developed there they they work uh, quite nicely there is nothing there is very very few parts of these things that need to be improved and therefore there is a lot of 
there are a lot of requests to use these tools or to be good at selecting the right tools for the right task. As a last prediction, I decided to report the one of uh, Steve Assel, uh, president of Data Center Solutions at uh, Emerson Network Power, who is convinced that, as with every industry, disruptive forces like security, sustainability, speed, and costs are driving change in the way data centers are architected constructed and operated. And this should continue throughout the uh, 2016 as the ability to deliver applications and contents to users while collecting and analyzing data becomes more critical to business success. I totally agree with this, of course. I also want to point out that today as, as the, the biggest trend that I've been, that everybody can 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 check out there in in google trends for instance and and see what's going on with the word big data and this is quite scary because i think that in many cases it's a it's a huge misunderstanding for instance the number of companies that today deal with big data uh, are really not so many those who are dealing with real big data and by big data i mean terabyte of data not even gigabyte of data. So, for instance, all these companies that are pushing uh, technologies like uh, like uh, Apache Spark or Hadoop and uh, super distributed uh, ways of, of, of calculating on things, uh, well, those are companies who need big data analytics. But how many companies are there, are out there, who deal with the terabyte of data? Not so many. The majority of the companies are companies who deal with uh, very small data sets. Data set that can still uh, be uh, processed by, I'm not saying a laptop, but almost. So even if you think about a data set, a couple of gigabytes of text, which is absolutely not considered big data, that's still a lot of information in there that's still very interesting to analyze and very complex to analyze. So even on the gigabyte scale, it's very, very difficult to extract knowledge if there is knowledge in there. And there might be knowledge because the amount of gigabyte of text is really impressive. Of course, the amount of terabyte of text is impress- is even more impressive, but, but things get dirty at the gigabyte scale already. So you don't need to move to big data to, to encounter uh, analytics problems. This was just an overview um, at the end of 2015. We'll come back to these uh, predictions in, uh, in a few months, maybe, and see if we were right or wrong. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Data Science at Home, the podcast about data science for small companies and large enterprises. Data Science at Home is a show where we tell you the skills you need and the tools you can build at home. We are supported by World of Piggy, thinking human world in mathematical terms. Visit worldofpiggy.com or Twitter at World of Piggy.